Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I hope you are enjoying the inspirational interviews, and I really hope that they're helping you to discover how to make the sometimes difficult transition to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and live a life of peace and joy. On today's episode, we are talking about how you can include self-care and self-compassion in your life. With specific daily actions, you can retrain your brain to bring kindness and healing to your body and mind, releasing the pattern of reliving your past. Our guest, Sava Brooks, is a survivor of child sexual abuse. She has dedicated her life to ending the cycle of child sexual abuse through education, awareness, and by helping survivors heal and thrive. Her recently released book, Journey to the Heart, was written as a 365-day guide for your healing journey. It is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. To learn more about Sava, visit her website, educateforchange.com. That's educate and then the number four, change.com. Welcome, Sava, to Conversations at Heal. I'm, I'm very excited and honored to have you on as a guest. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's truly a privilege. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. As I was reading the introduction, I, I know from personal experience, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that you could share some of this. To say like you can live a life of joy and peace seems, oh, well, that's good for someone, but not me, or completely insurmountable. I mean, I know I felt that way for years. Do you recall a defining moment that began your commitment to ending the cycle of your childhood trauma? Thank you for asking. That's a very good question. The defining moment. I actually think there there are a couple moments that defined my switch to recognizing that, just like you said, I kept thinking that having a wholehearted, healthy life was just for others. One was when I recognized the resentment I had towards my husband, because he was a runner and really good at taking good care of his body. And I did not know how to do that, because I didn't know how it looked or, or felt. So I used to resent him doing it. It dawned on me, it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm actually upset because he's doing something that I, I'm not doing because I was still self-sacrificing and putting everything and everybody above myself. So that was like the first aha moment. And shortly after, I started working out more and taking more time to exercise and take time for me to be with myself and nurture my heart and my spirit. And the other aha moment around this was around food for me is that I had to recognize I really didn't know how to nurture myself through food. It's been an ongoing healing to really recognize how connected we are to the things that we actually put into our body and to be more conscientious about the food that I'm eating and recognizing it's actually how I love myself and love my body and fuel the energy that I need to do the work that I'm here to do. So those are the most recent moments that I, that I can relate to. You're talking about, you know, food and, and your body, and it brings up 
something I don't know if people can identify it by its label or if it's a natural it's called to depersonalize um, have you heard of that expression mm, no what it is is there's dissociation which we all do on on some level you know where you remove yourself and depersonalization is where you remove yourself from your body it's kind of like dissociation but you've removed yourself literally from your physical body. And so coming into your body through exercise and food and and being loving towards your body is a really hard step to make in this healing process. And even though I've used that word, your personalization, I'm sure that, well, I'm not going to, I would never want to speak for you, but it sounds like you can understand what that would be like. Is that, would that be true? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I do know. I mean, I, I know what that means. I, I definitely, I just don't use that word because <laughs> I sure, definitely sure. would, you know, dis- dissociate as a child. And I actually have memories. You know, I did leave my body for for times of, you know, right. when it was just too much. For me, it's about reconnecting. I talk a lot about, you know, I was disconnected from my body. I lived up in my head and I was not in touch with really what my body needed um, because I didn't want to go in and visit because that's where all the memories lived and a lot of the hurt and sadness. Reconnecting with my body has been about also reconnecting with what my body needs, how do I take care of it, and then how to learn to love it because it's the, the things that you talked about, the self-care and self-compassion piece has been you know, my path to like acceptance, like accepting this body because it's been on this journey with me and I want to help it as much as I can to release whatever tension and memories it holds because I want to create more space for the love and the joy and the peace that I'm now feeling because that's those feelings actually we need to feel in our bodies. It's not something we feel in our heads. On our last episode, I talked uh, about connecting to your heart. And I know that, you know, a lot of people don't connect to their heart because, well, first of all, it can be habit to connect to your brain and your mind. And your heart is where a lot of your pain lives. So, of course, you, one can will tend to want to avoid that. And so the same thing happens with your, with your body. You know, that's where the pain is. That's where the actual events happen to. And I'm just wondering, like, what gave you courage to dive into your pain, to find peace with your pain? What gave me the courage? I think that's such a good question. I think there, there was like a, a defining moment where I recognized that I have to pause here just to drop into my heart right now to answer this question. <laughs> Is that my, I think my heart actually was, was reaching out to me. Like my heart was nudging me. I call it like I, I think that I had this deep, deep knowing that I needed to connect with my heart because my heart knew the truth about what had happened to me. And no matter what I had made it mean in order to survive my childhood, our bodies are connected to our heads, which is a good survival tool or protection tool. Our brain is hardwired to protect us, to make meaning out of the things that happened. But I needed to bypass that somehow. And along the way, I recognized that, you know, my heart 
yes, held some hard memories, but it also held the truth. And that as I slowly allowed my awareness to drop into my body and into my heart space, that truth slowly and slowly was revealed to me. And it was revealed through me recognizing, you know, that courage, but that my, I didn't even know that I had courage at first, but I had willingness. And my willingness helped me to recognize the courage and to be open to that awareness of what I needed to pay attention to. And what I needed to pay attention to was that I had truly bought into that I was not lovable. And that was the source of all my pain. So my path into my heart was really to recognize I am lovable. But how does that, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And I had no memories or embodied experiences of what it looked like to love Tvava. So hence the journey of like the self-care through self-care slowly but surely that I resisted along the way too because underneath it all I really there was a story that I believed I was inherently bad. I think I'm getting to the long long answer to your question but those things were all kind of tied together like there was something that kept showing up in my life. And you and I talked about earlier <laughs> what we've overcome. Sometimes we're like, why am I here with this ability to have worked through a lot? I also feel responsible to share this message with other survivors is that you can Thank heal you. that heart. You can connect that. Thank you for uh, sharing that. It is hard to talk about and it's hard to identify. And yet, I think it's a really important piece for people who are working on, on, I don't want to say overcoming, um, reclaiming their life, you know, after any kind of scenario where they have lost a piece of themselves. So I really appreciate you being vulnerable with us. So let's go into, to help our listeners like identify specific things I want mm-hmm. to go into this idea of releasing the pattern of reliving your past. And can you give us some tools, if you will, um, advice, some specific practices that one could use to bring this into their life? Yes. And, and that's what I, I prefer. I'm so glad you asked that because I was one who was always searching for tools, something that I could actually grasp on and, you know, bring into my life. And the, and the most powerful tool that I have found to date, you know, how to connect with my body through trauma releasing. And I just got certified in TRE, trauma release exercises. And it's a self-help tool that anybody can learn. Your body already knows how to do this. And it's actually to activate this innate knowing that your body has to heal from trauma. If our body is hardwired to survive trauma, it's also hardwired as an organism that's constantly seeking healing to also release it and actually evolve from it. So any listener on this call who wants to go visit and see if there's a local provider near them to visit, you know, my website, they can certainly find information there on it. But to look up trauma release exercises, TRE for all, it's the most powerful tool that I have heard of and now practicing it now for over two years. It's made a huge difference 
in my awareness of myself and my body and the path to peace within my body. Could you give us an example of one um, simple exercise that maybe our listeners could walk away with? Sure. Even if people um, stand on their two feet and keep their knees soft, and if you just roll your ankles softly from one side to the other while taking a few slow deep exercises alone will help you to drop back into your body. And it's when we're in our bodies that we can make better informed decisions about, you know, what is it that we need and want and, and how to ask for. So this very simple grounding exercise, rolling your ankles, reminding yourself you're standing here on Mother Earth, this planet, you have a gift to the world, we need you, we're in this together, and that your your heart is really, you know, kind of like our, our North Star in terms of where it is that we need to go to find the truth about who we are. Thank you uh, for sharing that. It sounds simple to do. Some of our listeners might listen to it and just think, oh, well, I can't do that, you know, and I would encourage our listeners to give it a try, you know, not like a 10 second try and then be like, oh, I'm done. So give it a try a couple times, maybe, you know, five times, six times, whatever, because in the end, this isn't about either one of us. This isn't about your therapist. This isn't, this is only, or even your, the, the people who inflicted trauma upon you. This is completely about you and making choices for you. So I would encourage you to take Sava's information and and practice and see how you feel. You might want to even journal about it so that it helps you see the progress that you have made. Our time is ending quickly here, and <laughs> I, I I think I think you need to come back so we can talk some more. Your book is Journey to the Heart is um, available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle, and it's also on your website. I would assume, right? Yes, well, on the website, I just have links to the Amazon link where people can purchase it or, or get it on Kindle. Fantastic. And your your website is educateforchange.com. That's a four, the number four. So thank you so much for coming on to Conversations at Heal. I'm very grateful for your time and, and your wisdom. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome. You can contact me at Susan at conversationsatheal.com if I can support you on your healing journey. Also, you know, leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to help help us reach more listeners who are on the same path that you are in search of peace and joy. Uh, remember, above all, you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you very much for listening to Conversations at Heal.